to another edition of Mighty Sports Minute. I am your host, Tyler Taylor. It's one of them days. Real nice and cool in South Florida. About 78 degrees. Feeling about 84. But you know what I say. Regardless of the time and regardless of the weather, it's always a good time to talk some sports. So, let's start talking. We have a full lineup for you today. As I said, as I always said, I missed you guys. We're going to talk some NBA, talk about their strong arm on the game. We're going to talk about that golden child out in Golden State. What's going on with the love that Philly isn't showing? Or the love that Philly just doesn't have? I'm going to give out my first ever Doe Award. <clears throat> to touch on that a little bit later. Get into a little bit of baseball. We're going to talk about a subject that's, that's near and dear to my heart. Something that just isn't given enough, not only in the game, in this industry, but in the world. So I think it's going to be on to me to bring that back. Also, talk some NFL rivalries, my picks from last week, this week's current pick. And I got a little, and I got a nice little segment for you guys today. Like I said, I've been playing around with some things. And between this week and the upcoming weeks, there's a bunch of stuff that you guys are going to see that are new. Hope you like them all. For all that said, let's get right into it. The NBA gangsters. The NBA are straight up 100% gangsters. <clears throat> so let me tell you about this, about my little experience with the NBA. This, I got the, I decided to get the NBA package this year. And this isn't the first time I've gotten the NBA package. I've had it in the past. Now it's been a couple of years. So I don't know when this new package has started. But I'm going to tell you about the package I used to get. Or what they used to have. They used to have two, maybe three options. But we're going to go with two. I think now they have five. They had an option where you either bought the whole season. Full blown. For like $45 a month or $200, whatever it is, you know. And then you have an option where you can pick your five or five teams that you like. Which was always so beneficial to me. The other thing, somebody like a, like a sports nut that I am, and as I told you where I'm located, like I'm located here in South Florida. It it played perfect for me. You have to figure, I'm a Knicks fan one, and I live in South Florida too. And I lived in South Florida during the era of the Big Three, and I've lived in South Florida during the whole entire Dwayne Wade era so far. Like I moved down here, and he was already here established. I think, and already a champion. Or I had just come off a championship that year when I finally moved back out of the army. So, with that being said, I've always strategically, all the, all the, couple, all the years that I had it, I strategically picked my teams. And what it really boiled down to is that I followed a team out of every division. You know, Southeast, um, the, the Northeast, the... Uh, the, the, the South, the mid, you know, basically, you know, instead of me just trying to name them, well, how about I just give you them, or at least one team, the the, the conference that Miami's in, the conf, the, uh, the or the division that New York is in, or uh, yeah, the division that New York is in, the division that Cleveland's in, you know, and then you have the division that the Lakers are in, the division that Memphis is in, and then there is. Oklahoma. No, 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 no. Actually, is Memphis in Texas division? No, no, that's 
crap. Okay, whatever. But you can understand what I'm trying to say here. <laughs> like, I, look, I will have to look at this thing right, really quick. But nonetheless, so I picked every team or, or at least a team from each one. And even that was strategic because I didn't like because I had cable at the time. Like, like now I just fly that don't have cable. Like I've, I've switched over to an on-demand streaming processing kind of person and it's the best thing in the world to me. So having cable got all of the Heat games. So I never had to worry about the division that the Heat was in. So then also my Knicks fan never had to worry about the division in the Knicks were in. See, those are simple. Because you figure if you follow enough teams in the right divisions, you'll catch enough of every single game or enough of every single team where you don't have to worry. When it came down to my West Coast teams, I've been following Golden State for a while. Listen, I'm a Knicks fan. Nobody more than the Knicks fans know how seeing Steph Curry do his thing is heartbreaking. But as I'm going to say now, as I've said before, I've been watching Stephen Curry since college, and I haven't skipped a beat yet. Part of that reason is the NBA package. So I followed Golden State, being one of the and at the time, remember Golden State didn't get a lot of uh, didn't get a lot of television time either. So me following them kind of helped me. I will follow like believe it or not, I followed Cleveland after LeBron left. I I, I was curious to see what Kyrie Irving was gonna do. I followed Portland. I've I've followed New Orleans. You know, so very very strategic on on how I'm picking my teams because I get I want I want to see young talent come up because you really get to see them. Young talent are usually on on worse teams, so they're not gonna get the television times that better teams with more named talent. Because Knicks are the Knicks, you're gonna catch a few Knicks games here or there, but it wasn't until Melo really became part of the Knicks to add that superstar person with. That franchise that you saw them. You saw Melo when he was in Denver. So, <clears throat> pieces all over the place. So, now that you know the history of that five team thing and, and, and what it meant to me, you understand, like, this thing was only about $24.99, $29.99, maybe $26.99, so, some, some odd number like that. But you got five teams for it. See, so, yeah. If you, if you have the package now, you're like, wait a minute. They used to have, and you didn't know. You're looking at me like, wait a minute, they used to have a package for five teams for $26 a month? Yeah. See, for those who don't know about it then, but are aware of what I just said now, and just piecing pieces together where people don't know, let's get right into this. The NBA now offers five options. A radio option. Any games you want, all day long, every day, all day, $9.99. One-time fee. Fat, simple. Done. Then there's another option where you can pay to watch just the game. I think it's four options now they have, maybe. You can just watch a game. $7, you just watch any old one singular random game that day. They have their regular option, which is for the whole entire season. And this is where I call it the NBA pulled an NFL move. <laughs> where they said, you know what? care about the possible backlash the people that want our product are going to want our product and they're going to get it how we give it to them and they're going to like it and i must admit i fall victim to that i really do their new option gives you one team 
and one team only for the same price they used to charge for five. Yeah, that same 24. So I'm looking at it and I'm like, because, so let me tell you what I was going to do this year. This year I was going to break all kinds of molds. Outside of me following the Knicks, which, which is something that I really, I mean, which, which I wasn't even going to doubt. And I don't follow Brooklyn because I, I don't have the heart invested into it anymore. Or ever, or ever to say. I was going to follow Lakers this year. I really was. Because I, cause, cause I really, I, <clears throat> I wanted to see Kobe's farewell tour. And this is before Kobe announced that this was going to be his farewell tour. Yes. <laughs> you just, like, I can't say the bottom was on the wall. Because I'm not going to sit here and make it sound like, oh, I just knew from the beginning of the season this was Kobe's last year. No, because I, I waited until, what was it? when did I get the NBA package? It was right before Thanksgiving. So he hadn't made his, he hadn't made his announcement yet. And so it was either the day of Thanksgiving, like the day before Thanksgiving or like the day after. It was within that 72 hour stretch. And that was my whole philosophy that I, I really wanted to see Kobe's farewell tour. And I was going to follow a bunch of other teams that I had probably no business following. Actually, I can't say no, but I was going to follow Milwaukee. Milwaukee was going to, Milwaukee definitely intrigues me. The Lakers would have given me access to the Clippers game, who, I'm, who I was really interested in seeing and not so much now. But I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to eat those words and they're going to make some kind of stretch for me to be interested in them. But let's go back, let's go back, let's go back, let's go back. The so yeah, NBA just flat out said we're gonna charge you the same price for one that we used to give you for five, and if you don't like it, then you can always order this one game option, or you can just pay for the full season. And yeah, I got caught up. I'm I'm in, I'm in the full season now, and you know what? I couldn't be happier. To be honest with you, I couldn't be happier. Because I, I, I get to watch every single game now. And for me, as a basketball fan, like, it is the best thing ever. Like, I, I, never, like, I thought I had pure joy and, and glee watching the five teams that I used to watch and catching what I used to think. like, oh, sometimes I was overwhelmed. But now, uh-uh, like, I don't even feel like that. Because they also have this option, which I don't remember them having before, where you could watch this condensed version of the games. And, man... <laughs> that thing is amazing. I've watched full games in 30 minutes. I've watched full games in 12 minutes. Like, put it this way. I've watched two games during a 30-minute lunch break. You know what I mean? I've, I've, I've watched a game during a 10-minute break. But that includes me walking to my car, you know, and then starting my 10 minutes actually in the car. And then walking back from the car. So maybe 16 minutes. But man, yeah, buddy, this is the best thing in the world. I, I get to watch basketball all, all day. And then when I don't and then when I don't get a chance to watch, I just turn my phone upside down and I just and I just listen to a whole game for two hours. So I can do that too. I can do that very easily. My dude, Ryan Ruco, shout out to you. You no longer on ESPN, but I hear you on them airways or on them on them on them broad them television broadcasts. Doing your doing your play by plays, my man. Like, really, congratulations. Like, ever since you've been doing this, like, I'm just so happy for your success. I don't know why. I don't really know you like that, but I've been listening to you for a while, and 
you're somebody that this makes me my inside smile to see you not consistently move up and also go into avenues that you really wanted to venture into and get your your heart's content out of this but tell my heart's content tell about the no like I thought Philadelphia was supposed to be the city of brotherly love. And not only that, I thought that was Kobe's hometown. Are you telling me that the Lakers are so bad that they can't beat Philly? See, and I, oh man, I'm so mad. Like the Thanksgiving Day podcast that I did for you guys got lost somehow. And I, I, I talked about this where I, I was wondering... If Kobe wasn't on the Lakers, could we watch the Lakers? Because we couldn't watch them last year. And the Lakers were just as bad as Philly to me. Like, I, like to be honest with you, I'd rather watch... Like, if this wasn't... If Kobe hadn't announced his retirement, which, like I said, I can't anticipate he may have done. I would have rather watched... Okaf see what Okafor did to get better as a player this year versus... Watching Kobe struggle, because I'm not going to lie, it was getting rough. And for him, the only thing that pacifies it is the fact that he announced that this, is, this, this was his retirement. With, without that, the Lakers almost become unwatchable because you're really just watching them because there's some old dude named Kobe jacking up. Bricks. It is what it is, but now now it's his farewell tour, and so now we get to praise him every game, and you know we we get to we get to embrace him, we get to take him in, as he gets one more game closer to his to the end of his career. You know we get to pull that curtain call, which like you makes it makes you kind of wonder, also. Who's next to pull curtain calls? Like, I'm not going to go deep into it, but think about it. Last year, a couple years ago, we had Derek Jeter. This year, we have Kobe. Next year, Peyton Manning? I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. Because, listen, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this to you, and you're going to be surprised. Kobe Bryant's retiring, right? That is going to eat up the season. That is going to make headlines consistently every single week, almost every single night. Guess what else makes headlines when Kobe isn't that night? Stephen Curry and Golden State Warriors. These guys are going to consistently make headlines as long as they stay. And they didn't even have to stay undefeated. Just on a pace to beat 72 and 10. So I'm going to ask you. With Kobe retiring and Stephen Curry balling, LeBron James who? Yeah, see, exactly. That little that little moment that you that you had a while ago, we were like, huh? That's what I'm talking about. Cleveland, Cleveland is number one in the division in the in the, in the conference. He's the conference. LeBron James who? Last thing I heard about LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers was that they weren't 
coming out to announcements. They weren't announcing themselves before games because they wanted to show how focused they were, which I think is completely ridiculous. Completely and utterly ridiculous. Like, it's, it's freaking stupid. End of the day, you still have to remember you're there to entertain fans. Part of the fandom or the experience of it is getting to see some of your favorite players in the world get announced and come out to play the game that they love. And LeBron James and his ego, maniacal, like, ugh, is robbing the people of that for some odd reason because he makes it seem like they're not focused. No, just don't do rituals. But actually, you know what? I'm over here getting upset about something I don't know because I don't know if it's rituals he's no longer doing or they're not just coming out to announcements. But that's what I heard. So I responded to that. And, eh, you know, take it. <laughs> <clears throat> curry not even curry you know what I'm, I told you so I was going to give out my first award and I'm going to give out my first ever Richard Cranium Award think about it huh? the first ever Richard Cranium Award it's just the first time the Richard Cranium Award has ever been announced this way. Let's, let's, let's tap into that again. And this week's Richard Cranium Award goes to... Okafer. Yeah. It's, 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 it's not hard. And it's only because I'm, I can't give her the Johnny Manziel, to be honest with you. Again. For like the fourth time this year. I'm going to give it to Okafor for the first time this year. What Okafor is suffering from, I can only explain as a young kid with too much time and too much money on his hands on a losing team playing for a franchise that has no desire anymore whatsoever to win or be competitive in the National Basketball Association. So Okafor isn't as focused as he needs to be. Okafor doesn't have the guidance that, that is necessary to thrive. Okafor is just out there playing the game. And when he's not playing a game, he's a 20-year-old millionaire with tons of time on his hands when he's not training. He needs to smarten up before he ends up like a Johnny Manziel because this is faster you're in this league, you'll be out. And nobody wants to see him losing time before he gets his time to shine. With that, take a quick break. Catch up with a few of these sponsors, I'm going to come back to you. Tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then head down to Multivest Games and get the value you deserve. Multivest. Find them at 830 183rd Street, Miami Gardens, Florida, 33169. Located just five minutes from Tootsie's and Sun Life Stadium in the plaza across from Snappers. Multivest Games. Save more, play more. Come on, play more. 
I, <clears throat> I suppose switch over to a little bit of baseball. You hear about Price going over to the Red Sox. So now Price just ended up on my shit list. That's actually that's really all that is. And nobody cares. Nah, I can't say nobody cares. Because their fans care. But nobody cares that their fans care. But I do. In a weird way that I don't care. But listen. They signed they, they signed Price seven seven years two hundred seventeen? Yeah, seven seventeen to yeah. Seven years two hundred seventeen mil. So the Red Sox get get price and the fans get fickle. I don't get it. They they were looking for better pitching. They they want their team to grow. They want the franchise to put it in put put forward a winning attempt and then they complain when they sign this guy. Oh my god, I can't believe you signed price. It's not worth that money. I can't believe you gave him all this money. And this money. And this money. Are Red Sox fans all of a sudden forgetting that they just got used to winning? Partly because they finally started spending some money? Red Sox fans are acting like teams, there aren't teams out there that don't. I just finished talking about Philly. Come on now. Like, the Red Sox could be doing exactly what Philly is doing, and they'll be complaining that, oh, my team isn't spending money to win. Because look, 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 look what just happened to the Mets. Like, the Mets weren't, Mets, not granted, the Mets were handcuffed because of that Ponzi scheme, but Mets couldn't spend money for years. And then even this year, as, as, they're still base, as they were still kind of handcuffed, and they have this great pitching behind them, and they're trying to find ways to try to get one little guy in there to help with their batting, and they're still struggling to find that because they're handcuffed by the money that they can't spend. Yet you're mad that your team improved Red Sox. Listen, don't be mad about the money that they, that they spend. Major League Baseball spends this kind of money. This is this is what Major League Baseball do. Them and their and their fat cat union with their fat old umpires sitting all fat and sassy, all out of shape, breathing all heavy. Ball, ball two. Ain't moved an inch, and these guys are out of breath. And then when you look at them sideways, they mean mugging you, and then they kick you out the game. They ain't gonna talk about that. I I I just don't care enough about baseball, but I care enough about this one minor topic just to bring it up real quick because we're gonna move on real quick into Ronda Rousey and this fighting, and it's and this fighting, and it's funny. Oh. Once again, timing, 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 timing. Don't forget that timing is everything. Last week's podcast had this segment on there. Well, I, I already spoke about this, about Ronda Rousey. And 
I don't care about the Ronda Rousey part of this so much anymore. Because I'm not here to take shots at Ronda Rousey. I'm really not. Ronda Rousey's a hell of a broad. Like, listen, she could be my girlfriend. Like, I think she's sexy. <laughs> and that face that she makes right, be right before she's getting ready to fight. Like, it gets me a semi every time. But, once again, we don't want to talk about that. Because I sip my tea. <laughs> Ronda Rousey didn't... Denied. Denied? Declined. She... She declined herself access to possibly come out a little bit better in the last fight that she had. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this real quick because like I said, I, I'm not here to take shots at her. Ronda Rousey was going up against a boxer. And if Ronda Rousey needed to train against a boxer... There was a boxer that just retired that hasn't lost, ever. Still on top of the game. Considered, pound for pound, one of the best boxers of all time, by some. Definitely one of the greatest boxers of all time. That is not debatable. But what is, is that who knows if Ronda Rousey hadn't opened her mouth or said what she said about Floyd Mayweather, if maybe she wouldn't have been able to, and granted, she probably wouldn't have went to him because she feels a certain type of way about the stuff that he's done. So if her pride is really her pride, she probably would have never have gone to him. But that's not what I'm saying here. What I'm saying is that she denied herself the opportunity to be able to go to him based off of the things that she said. And maybe, just maybe, if there was an inkling the way that, you know, maybe if she didn't like him, she wouldn't have reached out to him. Maybe if he reached out to her, she would have accepted reluctantly after taking some advice from her people. And who knows if she's still sitting here as champ this day. Now, the main thing here that I'm worried about more than anything, is that women's division. Because talk about it as you may. The divi a, div a division is only as interesting as their champ. And I want you to remember this. This is for boxing. This is for fighting. This is for almost anything. Like, like even take basketball right now. Like, basketball is way more exciting because the previous champ hasn't been beaten yet this season. Yeah. See? Blowing it off the roof. Same thing happened with, with football for a while. Previous champ went nine weeks undefeated. Ten weeks? They didn't lose until last week against Denver. So, 11 weeks. Ten, you know, 10 straight, 10, 11 straight games undefeated. That made football more interesting. Especially because it was because it was the previous champs. Because now people are just gonna, eh. so a division is only as interesting as their champ. But Ronda Rousey was probably one of the most interesting champs around. There've been women fighters before. We've seen them all. Like I said, we've seen them all. We've seen a ton of them. Not too many of them catch our eye. Listen, you, you understand? In the era where we had Layla Ali. Well, even though she didn't fight during the round, but we don't say that we had Layla Ali and we didn't clamor to her this much. 
So I'm a, I'm a little afraid. Uh, I, that championship fight, and, and me and one of my friends were discussing this. That that, champ, that championship fight that happened as that happened as the co-main event. I don't think that happens anymore, unless it's probably involving her directly in that fight. At that, it's just not something that I see coming about. Anybody, so I worry about the the state of the women's division. I'm gonna take for example, this is like, and I'm, and I'm gonna use the easy example I know. I'll give it to you, wrestlers. Wrestling is wrestling for a reason. Wrestling plays in to that over the top bravado heightness of a fight that we that we really. Always clamor for we we love we like we 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 feel, we froth at the mouth for it when we get it. Wrestling gives it to you all the time. Now you have to remember, wrestling, wrestling, wrestling has a very simple formula: be a great athlete, be a good fighter, be charismatic, be, be a good talker. See, believe it or not, this is the same thing that is necessary to. Catapult one's career in any division. Look at that. Even though, what was that guy? Stephen Bonner? Not Stephen Bonner. Whoever, whoever was the guy that was following after Mayweather, brushing his hair all over the place. Even for a while when he was undefeated and had a belt, he was making that division interesting. Listen, even if it's just making it interesting enough that people want to see him lose, it's interesting. Mayweather helped make guys like Cotto. Greatly help make guys like Cotto, make guys like Pacquiao, you know, in, in the assist that, because <clears throat> remember, Pacquiao had been undefeated in lower weight classes already, or I've gone on these long streaks in lower weight classes already. Nobody cared about him until he got into Mayweather's weight class and he started running through a couple of people and then they started talking about, oh, what can you do against Mayweather? Oh, what could this person do? What can Cotto do against Mayweather? What can this guy, what can uh, Zabzu do against Mayweather? You know, what can all these guys do against Mayweather? That's what drove all of these things. Because Mayweather was sitting there at the top of the mountain, talking smack, being flashy, being a good, uh, you know, let, let, me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me back it up. Because I don't want to put the negative connotations on there. Being a good talker, being charismatic, being a great athlete, being technical at his craft, being knowledgeable at his craft, and most of all, more importantly, he was he kept on winning. But he added all those elements. Now, granted, Mayweather is never gonna be that guy that's gonna get outside endorsements, really, or or main or I shouldn't say he's not gonna get outside endorsements. I believe he does have a few, but those. In your face advertisement that makes him a uh, everyday household family name, a family orientated name. At least not right now. You know, listen. Even Mike Tyson has softened up his image. Mike Tyson out there doing forming grill kind of work. Nah, I think Mayweather may be able to do it. It's it. That's if he wants. He has so much freaking money. But yeah, it's gonna be. So it's gonna be interesting. Cause listen. If you think what I'm saying about a division only being as interesting as their champ, 
And like, and this is the part that I, I'm, I'm upset that got got missed from the last show. Look at those damn Klitschko brothers. Look at them. They've been dominating the division for ten years, heavyweights. And all we keep on saying is that man, we can't wait to get an exciting heavyweight in that division. Oh, we can't wait to get an American heavyweight in that division. We just can't wait to get anything out of it, Sammy. Because guess what? When these guys aren't technically just pounding away at guys. They're lawyers and doctors and don't care about everyday society and you don't hear from them and they can care less about the spotlight or the promotion of boxing or this or that and they would rather stay in their country and they don't care to be seen about, you know, by American media, American landlord, American, you understand? So we don't care about it. That, that heavyweight division has been boring. Now all of a sudden in one failed Super Bowl weekend, somebody knocks, you know, somebody puts him down. And all of a sudden, he he did you know he does a crazy antic in the middle in, in the middle of the ring, and now all of a sudden we are interested in the heavyweight division again. Say what you want. The division, especially when it comes to fighting, is only as strong, only as popular, as their champ. So without Ronda Rousey at the helm of that women's division, pushing it as the undefeated champ, and maybe she doesn't need to be undefeated for it. Well, at least pushing it as a champ. How far is that? Is that is that vehicle gonna go? I'm curious. And and you know what? Initially, in the beginning, I'm gonna be interested to see where it goes. So I think they'll hold on to some ratings because of that. But if she doesn't hurry up and mount herself back on the top of that division, or you get somebody comparable to her. In all facets of what she did, face and, you know, as a face and in the ring, then yeah, you're going to hurt. You're going to hurt bad. Like I said, the UFC was popular before her, and the UFC is going to be popular without her. One person does not make a sport, but one person can make a division for some time. Let's see what happens now with this one. The only thing about her is that while... There are multiple women's division. She may, as she goes, also the whole entire women's, or even there's different weight classes, I should say, for women. I think overall, that whole entire women's division as a whole is in jeopardy with her no longer at that helm. But I hope I'm wrong. Hope, I hope, I hope I'm wrong. This is just what I'm seeing. Now, Rousey, you know, Rousey's loss was was probably as devastating as they as they got as they came, and it it, it they put it say you know what? <clears throat> how about this I've 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 missed I've missed a part of me in these podcasts. And I, cause I've told y'all that I'm I'm a soldier. I'm a soldier. I'm from Brooklyn. Like I, I have this potty mouthness about me that I try so hard to have to restrain. And I don't know why. At times, at least not for you guys, I don't know why. And I, I think I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna break my code of silence on this because you know what? People have far too long have been promoting lately about how many fucks they don't give. Well, you know what? 
I'm gonna start giving you guys some fucks. That's, that's really what it is. And, and you know what? It's, it's really only because sometimes you just need a good fuck. Like, for instance, and, I, and you know, and feel this good. Okafor, I hear about his transgressions. And I'm like, he's speeding. He's cursing out fans. He's, you know, oh, he's getting an altercation with I'm like, fuck. Like, did you not just hear about Johnny Manziel or, or Sheldon Richardson or any of these other guys, any of your contemporaries in, uh, in the other leagues? When you saw Ronda Rousey fall flat on her face from that head kick, were you not like, what the fuck? When Porzingis got drafted by the Knicks, my Knicks fans out there, were you not like, what the fuck are these guys doing? Like, were you not sounding like Michael Rappaport? So, yeah. I think we'll bring it the fuck. Because like, I think fucks need to be given. And nothing, nothing, nah, I'm not going to say I'm just going to just wholeheartedly throw around fucks. Like, uh, let's put it this way. The easiest way I can explain it is how Biggie explained it. In one of his verses with the word shit. He said, take the word shit. You cursed it, but rehearsed it. I drop unexpectedly like bird shit. See? It's appropriate when it can be. When it needs to be. And in a couple of these cases, we needed them. We needed them, we needed them bad. Okafor shouldn't be doing what he's doing. Sheldon Richardson shouldn't have been doing what he was doing. Johnny Manziel needs, needs to stop drinking or stop doing whatever he's doing. Because he's fucking up. I don't know what else to tell you guys. But, you know, I'm going to take another quick break. Reset. When we come back, we get into the NFL. Fantasy. Football. And what happened to them boys? They didn't join this team to win championships or become famous. They joined because there is important work to be done and only some able to do it. They are brighter, better educated, led, and equipped than any team in history. They are doctors, lawyers, Engineers, technologists, and combat troops. All prepared for whatever comes their way. You'll find them where the lights don't flash. And the only contract they sign is with themselves and their country. One day, they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world. And they can respond, I became a soldier. Welcome back to the Mighty Sports Vinny. I am Town and Taylor. I'm still here. And yeah, NFL time. Is I'm gonna tell you about this. <clears throat> Cause I wanna NFL is crazy to me. So we're gonna start with, with with my with my football picks. Last week, not too bad. Not too bad. We went eight on four. It, it could we could have done better. And you know, I shouldn't even say that. I'm lying. I couldn't have done better. 
Because these last cause the weeks leading up to this, I did horribly. So, last week, it didn't end too bad. I picked a couple of upsets that, that, worked into my fa that worked in my favor. Had New England losing. Had Buffalo losing. And in general, or, most, or in other cases, I probably would have picked Buffalo to win that game. This year? Well, not this year, but this week? Not that confident. I don't think... Or, and it's not even about Buffalo as much as about New England. I'm not confident picking New England to lose twice in a row. And, you know, when you play in a team like Philly, <laughs> like, forget about it. I, I'm just going to chalk that one up to New England now. So you guys can get that one as, as you get it. And, of course, I'm going to pick my Jets to win, to beat the Giants because they're my Jets. The Multivest game of the week is brought to you by, obviously, Multivest. Multivest. Play more, save more, get more. There's really only one team that I'm curious to see this week. Is it because there's no, no other interesting teams left in the league? No. Is it because all of the other teams in the league are basically 6-6? Six and six? Yeah. Is it because there's only one undefeated team left in the league? That is actually the real reason. As the NFL weeks have gone by slowly, week after week, and we've gone from six to five to four to two, and now down to only one undefeated team, the choices for game of the week has also become that much easier, but also because of all of the other elements that I mentioned as well. There is only one undefeated team left in the league, and that is the Carolina Panthers, led by Superman himself, Cam Newton. I'm just going to start calling the Carolina Panthers a Justice League, if they continue to win out, but only if that. New England finally loses their first game, and I'm no longer interested in what New England does because against Philly, like, who really cares? There are no longer any other undefeated teams, and every other team is basically sitting with a 500 record. There's not really much I want to see. So everything, so every other game where there are slight implications, it's, it's for little spots here and there, and it's really up for that local fan base, I feel. Like the Jets and Giants, I care because I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a New Yorker. Other than that, I don't think anywhere else in the country is caring about the New York Jets or the New York Giants as both of them are sitting at right around six and six. Atlanta versus Tampa Bay, that's a rivalry game. Tampa Bay should lose, Atlanta should come away. Even the so the game of the week, which is Carolina versus New Orleans, also happens to be a rivalry game as well. It's also interesting to see what that matchup between Drew Brees and Cam Newton is going to look like. And until Carolina loses a game, I'm not going to take anything away from Cam. And this is what we also have around the league. We have quarterback matchups and we don't have quarterback matches. We have team matchups that should have been quarterback matches, but those quarterbacks are injured, so we don't have those quarterback matches. We just have these two teams going against each other. 
Who am I talking about? Yes, teams like Indiana and Pittsburgh. Is Ben Roethlisberger going to be there? We don't know. Is Andrew Luck going to be there? That, I believe, is a flat-out no. So what are we watching there? Generally, that should be a good game. But we have no clue what we're looking like. Dallas and Washington is a rivalry game. If it wasn't for that and the fact that their division is horrible, so with a win, so with a Washington win, they can place themselves, they, they, they can position themselves to possibly take that division toward, you know, at the end of the season and make it into the playoffs. And oddly enough, oh, it's so tough to pick Dallas. It really is. But, and I'm not going to do it. I'm, I'm going to say Washington finds some odd way to come away with that Monday night football game, just as I think that Pittsburgh is going to find a way to beat Indy. Oklahoma can take Kansas, but will they? I'm not going to go over every single game, because I mean, cause there's not too many games that caught my catch my eye. Green Bay and Detroit, that's really only interesting because, once again, that's a division game, Green Bay. Arizona-St. Louis, Arizona should come away on top. I would like to see if Minnesota can can keep with this ball rolling, even though I don't want to see Seattle lose. I need I don't know which one out of Buffalo and Houston I need I need to win. They're both well, you know what? Let's just say I, I just need Buffalo to keep losing. I'm not even gonna talk like I that's not what I want. It's like I want Baltimore to beat up on Miami. Cincinnati should take Cleveland. And I have and I have no clue what will happen with Jacksonville and Tennessee. So, remember, the multiverse game of the week, New Orleans, Carolina, multiverse games. Play more, get more, save more. Like I said, last week I go 8-4. And, and this week, I get a fantasy question, which is odd. That's, that's the reason why there's a fantasy section in here this week. It's, and it's not... The only reason it's odd is because I generally don't get a lot of fantasy questions. I'm not going to say I'm a fantasy guru. Now, I've been playing fantasy football, what, six years? I, I've i won one time. I've been in the playoffs at least three other times. I haven't made the playoffs these last two years. Doesn't look like, and for a third straight year, it looks like I won't make the playoffs again. I've had a horrendous season this year. I don't know why anybody will feel like they need to ask me for opinion. But I guess it's because of how much I just love and engulf myself in the sports on why they would think that hey i should know this question but you know what like i said constantly trying out new things one more time so i get a fantasy question today on this and actually yeah today right, right before the, the show came on and it goes, and the only reason I got this, and let me, let me back up a little The only reason I got the question, to be honest with you, is not even because of the fact that I engulf myself in the sports. No, that is, that is not it. He asked me it because he's a Jets fan, or because I'm a Jets fan. <laughs> and he has Ryan Fitzpatrick. Now, this guy is a Raiders fan. And he has Alex Smith as well. And he is asking me, who should he start between Alex Smith and Ryan Fitzpatrick? Now, I know what you're saying. Oh, you're probably automatically thinking the Jets fan in him is going to tell him to take the Jets. 
is going to take, take Ryan Fitzpatrick. And you're not wrong for assuming that. And it kind of was my first. I was like, yeah, hands down, Ryan Fitzpatrick. And that's before I did any research. So, I'm a, <laughs> this is going to be tricky because I'm going to call him out. The person that asked me for this advice is Andre Gonzalez. Andreas Gonzalez. So, he's going to get an answer to his question. Just not by text message. We're going to see if he's been listening to the show. Because 49 minutes in, he's going to get his answer. Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's who you should start. And I'm not saying that because I'm a Jets fan. But being a Jets fan, it makes me feel good to say it. I, I looked it up. I, I, first of all, let's, let's, just, let's just go before I looked it up. A couple of things. Yes, I am a Jets fan. I don't remember Kansas City being able to generate touchdowns. And if that's still their issue, then you have no use for Alex Smith. Alex Smith, from what I remember, just puts up like 200-yard games and no touchdowns. And their running backs find ways to get in and everybody else scores but through him and his arm. Ryan Fitzpatrick, from what I've seen, not only can give is going to give you about 200 yards. And I'm not say Alex Smith can't get you this other element as well. Well, he's going to get you 200 yards, but he's also going to get you... About 40 yards with his feet. And he's probably going to get you a touchdown or two. So you're talking about 200 yards. What is that? Eight points? Two touchdowns. Is that another eight points? But then that four on the ground. I'm talking 16. Versus... Just the eight that I think Alex Smith will put up. Top of that, I just see I just see Alex I just see Ryan Fitzpatrick just having a better flow of it. But I didn't want those and wait 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 before I get there. Also, I have a weird philosophy. I don't start anybody against my team because you know that I try also to stay away from the from the AFC East anytime I'm doing my draft. Because I don't, I don't want to have a successful player that I have to take out if they're going to play my Jets. I never draft it. So I also never draft the New England player. I never draft a, I never draft the Dolphins player. So the only person I'm really worried about is, is, is a Bills player. And the Bills haven't produced anybody really worthwhile. Like I've had Tyrod Taylor this year and I still don't know when I can start him. I don't know if anybody that I, I don't know anybody that I know that's starting McCoy every week, you know, without angst. And Sammy Watkins is still trying to get targeted more in week 13. Yeah, that's where we're at. So I so those are my those are my reasons. I saw Ryan Fitzpatrick as a better producer as a quarterback than Alex Smith. I see Ryan Fitzpatrick actually being able to throw for a touchdown and actually even run for a touchdown. Over Ryan, over Alex Smith being able to, those two factors alone were enough for me. But part of that still sounded biased enough for me to look and to see where they were ranked. And Ryan Fitzpatrick is ranked like 11th, and Alex Smith is ranked 20th. So there you go. Which I don't understand why he just didn't do it in the beginning because we're in the same fantasy league, which means the same way that I checked in 2.5 seconds is the same way he could have checked. 
because as I'm telling you how, how much I just went through all that, and it probably took me about five minutes to explain, it really only took me about 2.5 seconds to go through. Eh, how it happened. So, I'm, I, 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 <laughs> I've been saving this because it's very, it's a very homey thing to be proud of as a Jets fan. The Jets, and I'm not gonna take this as because this is how Dolphins fans talk to you. Oh, must be your. Yeah. Sorry, I had to find the right voice. This must be Super Bowl. Yeah, go ahead. Can you celebrate the win? This must be Super Bowl. Go ahead and celebrate the win. It must be Super Bowl. No, I am gonna celebrate this win over you. And it's not our Super Bowl because we actually have aspirations to make the Super Bowl. Don't know if we will, but those are aspirations. When I am sitting here with a big, huge J E T S Jets 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 smile on my face for you. Is that they in one year? Not only have they swept the Miami Dolphins. Oh, thank you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. They have also single-handedly been responsible for firing their whole entire coaching staff. Yes. I'm going to take that. I'm going to smile. I'm going to smile from here. To Gibraltar, who knows where? <laughs> I'm happy for that. I am, I'm happy to see the Dolphins in this much disarray because it keeps them quiet for a year. Like, on a, in a year, they had hopes, they had expectations. You understand that, that the Dolphins are supposed to be the number two team behind the New England Patriots, the Jets are supposed to be the worst team in the division, and they had that flipped over. You know, I think the Dolphins are the worst team in the division. Why? This is what kind of hot spot. Well, you know, I'll let you tell it. My friends, everybody listen, thank you. It's about that time. Covered a lot today. Holy crap. And we got all in for an hour, which was even, which was even better. We talked some Kobe. We talked Philly. We talked some NBA. Got some curry in here. We got the multivest game of the week. Processed. I even talked some baseball. Got the Red Sox in there. I hate the Red Sox. I'm a Yankees fan, by the way. You know, we, 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 we got some wrestling in here. Boxing. UFC. Man. Hey, we have covered it all. Oh, how about this? Talk a little bit more retirement. Just, just, just to throw another name out there. Earlier I said, you know, we had... Jeter, now we have Kobe. What about next year, Manning? How about what about Tiger? Which I, I don't I don't really see. You know, you got, Tiger's over there looking at Jack Nicholson like if he if this dude can play till he's seventy eight, like I got at least a good another five year run in me. So yeah, maybe pay it. This is this has been interesting. This has been good. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you check me out on all my platforms. Whether it be my 
Facebook page, The Mighty Sports. We have the SoundCloud, the Mighty Sports Minute. We have the Twitter page, the Mighty Vet. I know I keep switching things up on you guys. The WordPress for the for the blog that has been blogless for some time. That's the Mighty Sports Minute as well. Just stay tuned everywhere. Things are good. Things are gonna start growing rapidly. The YouTube page has finally gone up, the Mighty Sports Minute. Um, where we have the playlist that is being created very slowly for the talent show. Yeah, we're getting there. We're, we're getting everywhere. I'm going to come to you as, for as many places that I can. Hopefully you get them all. Once again, thank you for listening. I appreciate your time. I have nothing else left. Sun's out.